the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline with Jesse Gistand. All right, let's quickly work through our lines. Let's go to line one and talk with Leslie and Vallejo. Leslie, are you there? Yes, sir, I am here. Can I help you? How are you today? I'm okay. I, um, I'm driving, and I'm, I, I want to be honest with you. you. A few of the things you have said have made me stop in my tracks and almost cause an accident. How come? Um, Well, the first thing is the, the answer. I think the answer to your question is why. Why isn't the word "people willing to serve" is because a lot of people have the attitude of it's not my calling, mm-hmm. and someone else can do that. And God needs our hands. And and when when and even if people are willing to serve, they want to come in and serve, but they want to have the attitude that they're telling God what they're going to do. And when people have that blockage up, then no work for the Lord really gets done because the Lord doesn't force anyone to do anything. And the Lord, and then the other thing about was this. So what? So hold on for a second. So so before you go into your next point, what is the fundamental diagnosis there? If you were a spiritual physician and you are now um, assessing the malady of people, either uh, just fraying and and avoiding um, the responsibility of of witnessing, uh, bearing record to the truth of the gospel and charitable work in different organizations, et cetera, as we ought to be doing in this world, or uh, uh, assuming that. That we uh, we can just come in and take control over it and do what we want. What is the fundamental problem that you have just described? Do you know what it is? It's lack of unity and no, not giving God full control. And what does not, that mean? Not not lack of unity. What does that mean? Pride. Not giving, huh? Pride. There you go. It's called lack of humility. Yeah, or right. pride. Yeah, it's a lack of humility. When we don't really recognize that he saved us to serve, uh, even though we may hear it a thousand different ways in the word of God and in the world, because there's, there's hurting people all over. I'm sure you know that. And um, if we are not serving in some capacity, we are avoiding God's call on our life to bear witness to his glory and grace in some context or another. And that is pride. And it's rooted in a lack of humility, because when we humble ourselves before the Lord, he will he will grace us <clears throat> with the ability to serve. And we don't like serving because we're kings and queens in America. Or some people like to serve. They just want to do it under their own circumstances. Well, that's what I mean. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. What is your other point, young lady? The other point I had was with with poor Brother Joe. Um, I think you kind of misunderstood what he was saying. He didn't. He didn't say it was um, graces and and being able to do good works is is instamatic. He said automatic. And that's over. And and you said, oh, you act like you can just wake up overnight. And no, you you can't do that as a Christian if you do decide to serve. But 
I do agree with him that the good works come as a result, opposed to a Christian who goes out like the lady at church who wants to be on every committee so she can get recognition because she feels she's doing a good job for the Lord versus someone like me who was in the street looking down on poor people and beggars and wouldn't give them a change when I had a pocket full of money, you know, doing what I did as a kid to get money. And now I'm a person who can't walk past the person who, who's impoverished or need change. I, I, even if they look, even if they're not asking, I'm, I'm offering money now, and that's, that's not me, but that's something that came automatic. That is you. That is you. No, that's God. No, it's not. That's no. not my natural. My worldly behavior is to not do that. No, nope. no, nope. it's God you. In me, it's you. Given me Leslie. That's God. That's Leslie. God's character L- in me. Last, Leslie, are you He's a believer? Now. Leslie, are you a believer? Yeah, it's the new me. Well, well, new well, now, see, now you're moving closer to my point. See, what I don't particularly care for Christians to do. I know what you're saying, mind. Leslie. I know what you're saying, but you just you're doing the same thing that Joe did, and we have to be careful of overgeneralizations because the Bible is actually explicitly clear. The Bible is explicitly clear. So now, watch this. I can say that God is working through me. But that's not the same thing as saying that's not me. It's not the same thing. So you want to be very clear. Well, I didn't. I'm sorry. You know, I'm new. I, I'm new to the. I don't know the correct way. To well, how are you gonna, gonna, my sister, my my beloved sister, my 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 beloved sister? How are you gonna call and talk to th- thousands of people about a doctrine as important as sanctification? But and you, and you act, understand my point. You, I, you I, got the. I, and I did. As educated as you, this is so not. God, God is going to make the, a way for us all to understand. Well, basically, I call to say I, I agree with Brother Joe and the things that I what would never do on as my old self. Now that Jesus is in me, I do these things automatically, even if it's taken years or for God to develop me to become that. If the, the more I'm willing to let God take control, the more things I'm that he wants done us to all do automatically and experience i'm i'm recognizing that i'm starting to experience and even when i'm with my sister she's like why are you always why are you always buying people food why are you always doing this you never like it's like she's in awe and it's it's like i'm a completely new person but good works uh, the point was good i was agreeing with brother joe like the good works if if you're a true believer with full faith and the good works, you will start doing good works automatically. Now, when you when your sister says to you, well, why are you doing that? Here's what I recommend. Well, because God has given me grace to care. Yeah, and because and, I would want someone to do it for me if I was out there, and, and God's given me the, the grace to care now. There you go. And, God, and people have given me things, and you're supposed to pay it forward, and that's how the blessings continue to flow. I agree with you. Well, I'm, I'm out here Ubering, and I'm lost, and, I, and um, I need to get off the phone now. I just want to say that. All right. Bless you, my sister. I got to take a break. When I come back, I'll, uh, Deb, I'll catch up with you. You hold on, Deb. You hold on. I do got to talk to my sister, Venus. Y'all be careful because, you know, don't enter into contentions too quick because you might actually end up 
saying the opposite of what you said at first by the time it's over with. And uh, you could have saved yourself some trouble. All right. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline with Jesse Gistan. And we're back 619 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's talk to Sister Venus in Hayward, line number two. Venus, are you there? How's your thoughts? What's going on with you? Hey, hey, Pastor Jesse, how you doing? I'm good. What's going on? Good, good. So I was just listening to what you were, you know, speaking on humility. That's some real stuff right there. Mm-hmm. The humility part of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was listening to what everybody was saying. And when you're present and you're in the moment, I'm just speaking for myself. I can't speak for everybody else and judge anybody else. But when you're going through that humility, that's some painful stuff. Yep. That's some painful and eye-opening stuff. Because, like I I shared with you what I just went through with my mom, and I heard the gentleman talking about the social workers. And, you know, that's that stuff that's systemic. It's in the system. Yep, it is. And, yeah, and then you're right. And, you know, everybody's not bad who's in the system. But when you're part of the system, the system has a certain way of flowing and moving. And anybody can get caught up in it. And so what I just came through with the neglect and abuse of my mom in the Mm -hmm. system and that humility, man, that was eye-opening. And I didn't know about that until I was going through the moment, in the present of the moment. Not just talking about humility, but experiencing humility. You know what I mean? I do. I do. I do. The uh, the system mm-hmm. is designed to do that. Um, the the whole structure of the Babylonian system is designed to humble God's people because humility is the necessary predisposition for God to work in you and through you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just not going to take the world by storm. We're not going to break through um, strongholds by fiat of strength. God takes no pleasure in the legs of a man, and by strength we shall mm-hmm. not prevail. But He will strengthen you through the humility process that helps you see what going on because that's really the only way to see some of these dark systems venus as you know mm-hmm. is for him to humble us <clears throat> exactly and exactly. once you're humbled once you're humbled then you can see it for what it is and realize you gotta have god's help to actually make some progress either uh in it or through it even to get out of it it takes god's providence his power his grace his actions yeah, and in that moment, you have to realize how much you need God and how much God is present. I mean, yep. you can go either way. You can give up yep. and, you know, yep. give up on life and yep. go into depression and yep. anxiety. Yep. Which it comes. It yep. comes. Doesn't it come? But when you really know what it's like, yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. And when you know what it's really like to lean on God, like I really learned, like, I have nothing else but to lean on Him. Right. Nothing else. That's right. Nothing else. So no, I just heard that and was sharing it. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right. <clears throat> you're right. And 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 uh, the the point that you're making establishes a pivot between my uh, sister and my brother. Um, with theology, there's always this 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 what we call struggle of equivocation of doctrines. On the one hand, it certainly is all the grace of God. On the other hand, God is working in and through us. And the process of in and through is the process of humility. It's just the way it is. God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. And so we never get anything done uh, for God's glory without Christ actually prevailing over our presumptions, our arrogance, our assumptions, our own Mm -hmm. sense of strength. He has to really lay us low. And then we, I mean, this is just, (laughs) he has to lay us low. Yes. Hey, how's yeah, your mom doing? 
She's doing better. She's okay. doing much better. You know, always the family dynamics. Yeah, you exactly. Have to keep pressing and praying and exactly. making sure it's God and not you. Yeah. You know, yep. getting yep. in the way. Yeah. And like I was listening to the sister talk about serving. Yeah. And you know, this gives you more clarity of your serving, of your servitude, what you're supposed to do when you right. go through that humility. Right. You know, there is there's the question is kind of you know kind of, you're getting your answers. Put it that way. And I agree. I can just say that God is this, you know, really, I thank God for his mercy. That's mercy and grace right there. Yeah, you know, my true. mother didn't have to be alive. Not at know? all. And that's mercy and grace, yep. you know. Yep. And, yep. We, and, you know, like I said, we took her out of the facility against the court orders. I didn't have to be here in my house right now. Yeah. yeah. But God said move, and I had to trust him, you know. Exactly. So It was an act of faith. Know, Based upon After love, faith. because faith works by yes, love, Lord. right? And Ooh. and it was and it was targeted someone towards someone who was vulnerable. So we have these two spectrums. Mm-hmm. We have the babies that are being maligned and just I don't even want to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, from the babies all the way up to our young teen daughters and even boys. I don't even want to talk about what's going on in that world because it would turn your stomach. And then our older people are attacked too because they're both vulnerables. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so and there has right. to there has right. to be a process of rescue for both of them. Exactly. And like you said, you don't even want to talk about because I'm like you. It makes my blood boil. Yeah. And I work in the school system. So to sit down and talk with, you know, middle school students who've gone through abuses and neglect. And I mean, they're kids. Yep. Who can yep. do this? Yep. You got it. You know, violation of their bodies. It's, yep. it's not okay, and it does. And you try to, you can't, you, you know, you go, like my husband already said, there's grams of life. You can't save the world, Venus, but you feel like just, and so you have to let God orchestrate <clears throat> your footsteps. You know, orchestrate your footsteps. What am I supposed to do, Lord? How am I supposed to make a difference in this world while I'm here? Yeah, it's called prayer, yeah. <clears throat> and then it's called perception. Yeah. And then it's called practice mm-hmm. is prayer, perception and practice. So some of us may only be able to pray, but that's a lot when we're talking to the God who can move heaven and earth. And then it's perception yeah, It's perception, cool. because if we don't see it, then we won't feel it. We got to see it to feel it. And if we are alive, then we will feel it. And then there there's mm-hmm. practice. So some of our brothers and sisters are going to be the ones practicing. That's what I said. Not all of us have the gift to get out there and do it, but some of us have the gift to see it. And some of us have the gift to pray about it. So when our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. are out there working and they're actually getting the job done, they may not realize that they have a whole team of people praying for them and advocating, mm-hmm. praying yeah. and advocating, because that's the only way we get the practical work done. That's it. To God be the right glory. There. Yes. Amen. Glory to God. Yep. And I just have to tell you, Pastor Jesse, that you, I really appreciate the way you teach for me, mm-hmm. because I don't think I can ever say it like you, but I can comprehend it and understand it. I and believe I, like I believe that for almost, make. I believe yeah. that for so many people that they get it. Yeah. I think they yeah. do. I think so they I do, Venus. I, I know I, I come off... Yeah, so I'm, I can be a little bit intellectual. I can be a little bit, you know, tough. But mm-hmm. I, I just settled that with God about a, a month ago. I said, Lord, you know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. help me to be as, um, it, this is the way I kind of put it. I said, Lord, help me to accept me the way you accept me and the way you use me. Yes. Because we can yeah. we can ha- we can struggle with that, and I do, and I'm so glad he uses me because I just get the I get the evidences you know from people all the time. But I don't particularly care for things about me, so I ask him to give me grace to accept me 
the way he uses mm-hmm. me. But see, that's all humility, too, because I am so toe up in myself mm-hmm. in so many absolutely critical <laughs> ways. It's just not it just drives me crazy. But then he still <laughs> uses us. Right. Yes, yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Right, yes. Well, I'm going to let you go because so, yeah. I got another girlfriend okay. to talk to here. All right. Bless you. I was going to say this for you. I, I was going to say this to you real quick that I think you're appropriate. I believe in my heart that you're appropriate for these times that mm-hmm. God has prepared you mm-hmm. for your, um, you know, your academic analytical, yeah. you know, delivery. Yeah. Because those are the times we're in right now. I agree. Everybody's about being smart, being educated, being this. Yeah. And you're there. Yep. So, I, I'm I with you. To say, God bless you. You yeah, too. God bless you. Appreciate you and talk to you. Yep. Say hello to say hello to my man. Okay, I will do. <laughs> Got to take a break. Deb, we're going to shut this thing down. You just hold on. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline with Jesse Gestand. All right, we're back. The time 632. We're winding down. Let me talk to my sister on line number four. Deborah, are you there? I am, Pastor. Um, thank you for your patience. Deb? I'm here, Pastor. Did you cut that radio down? Just a moment. Mm-hmm. My apologies. It's okay. Yes, I did. Good. That way I don't have to hear myself twice. I don't mind hearing you twice. <laughs> yeah, well, I do. I, I, I do. No, it's just you know, it can be a little problem for people uh, online, but it's just you and me. And you know what? I'm really, I'm thankful that we have this time now to talk about it. To talk about it. Um, first of all, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. And I have to tell you mm-hmm. that I was just so very blessed by your message yesterday at worship service because. When I left um, yesterday, I was thinking about how you spoke about how we have to fight. Yeah. We have to uh, obtain things through labor, and we always have to fight, 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 fight for our children, yep. for our marriages, for yep. our sanity. Yep. And as I, was, as I was reflecting on that, I was thinking about, of course, the, the DOG this coming Saturday on the 21st and how we're encouraging sisters to fight mm-hmm. for their peace of mind, to fight for the things that the enemy so, so... Um, relentlessly, uh, relentlessly. Yes. Yes, yes, tries to steal and mm-hmm. kill mm-hmm. and destroy. And I, I just want you to know that I was very blessed, and everyone who I spoke to after worship se- service yesterday was saying, was the message just, uh, for, did it have our names on it? You know, and it did, it mm-hmm. did, mm-hmm. it did. And, you know, you just have to give God the grace for... Uh, Hearing ears yep. and and seeing eyes, you have to thank him for the grace to to have those those abilities when you're delivering a message such as that because it was so helpful. Two it things was very powerful. Two things I want to say as a segue into our Daughters of Grace meeting this Saturday for those who are listening because we get new listeners all the time, and so when they heard you say DOG, what is this sister talking about? Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah, talking about the daughters. That's the acronym, huh? <laughs> right, right. But I do want to say two things as we begin to talk about it, because I want to just I've got three questions that I'm going to pose to you as a framework for you to present to us what's 
coming up this Saturday uh, to kind of give a bigger picture for our new listeners uh, and, and, and maybe the sisters out there who need to be part of a, 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 a fellowship of women who are taking God seriously. Yes. Um, the, the message yesterday is a part of an experience that we've been having at Grace collectively. I and my son have actually coined this phrase, and this is called collective sanctification. There's a corporate sanctification that's taking place among us at Grace, and I know you know that, um, where we are sharing in a process of of becoming more honorable in our walk with God and our walk with one another. Yeah. And so what happens is... In this, in the community for us at Grace, where we are living our lives like we do every day, and then we come into the sphere of of fellowship and and and, and uh, interaction with people, whether it's at the women's theology class on Wednesday, or whether it's at um, uh, the Sunday worship, or whether it's at the Daughters of Grace, you know, every couple months, as is the case this Saturday. By the time we come together. Uh, we are able to affirm each other in this experience that we're having with God of which we are sharing. We are able to share. Now, I only say that to say this. I do understand my role in that process um, when I receive from God the the message that is to be framed and delivered on any given Sunday. <clears throat> it's of him in such a way that, you know, only God can meet six, seven hundred people where they are with a message that is spoken by one person in one way. Uh, and yet it has that kind of poignant uh, pressing application to where people are saying God spoke to me. I know that that's God because we are under a kind of corporate sanctification where he's growing us and maturing us and using us. So I'm so absolutely thankful for that. Even my son, Nate, was saying, I get it, Dad. I'm in the midst of it, too. And a lot of people at Grace are getting it. And those who don't need to get it because this is how he loves on us as a corporate uh, body of believers. Now, here's another part of it that I'm excited about, which I'm getting ready to ask you, um, is the Daughters of Grace have been in existence for two years now, plus, I think, and um, we are moving into a direction of of topics that are really um, worthy of our attention um, in terms of our walk with God. So here's the three questions that I'm going to be raising. The first is, what is the aim of the Daughters of Grace? Just in a nutshell, what what do we aim to do and accomplish as Daughters of Grace? The downline um, is um, positioned uh, to assist. I'm sorry, the upline is positioned to assist the downline um, with issues that the upline has has experienced right and 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 there is nothing new under the sun agreed and so while the downline may be going through a myriad of issues uh the upline's position and purpose in the daughters of grace ministry is to embrace, mm-hmm. is to encourage, mm-hmm. is to inform, mm-hmm. is to assist in their development. Yep. And um, God has given us the um, platform through you to do that and to uh, 
walk alongside the sisters uh, when they're dealing with different issues. Once again, and it's very hard to believe this, but, you know, senior balls in prom season. Right around the corner. It seemed like it was just yesterday (laughs) that we talked about that with the young ladies about how to go on a date and, you know, what is a date versus dating and what you could and should be able to expect when you go on a date and Mm -hmm. what is inappropriate, and we went on and on and on about that. But mm-hmm. those are the kinds of exchanges that we have with the downline. Right. Now, when and, you use that term, uh, we've seen, I'm sorry, when you use that term upline, downline, that's our in-house terminology for people that are listening. That means, according to Titus chapter 2, verse 3 through 5, it's the older women, more mature women, seasoned women, speaking into, as you said, informing, supporting, guiding, strengthening the younger women so that they can actually negotiate this crazy world with the blessing of the upline. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, Mm -hmm. yes, yes. And we've seen tremendous growth. We've seen tremendous benefit. Um, what is happening that is, is really wonderful is that the downline is becoming more transparent mm-hmm. with the upline. I agree. And talking about things that they, necess- they don't necessarily want to talk with their own um, parents about True. or uh, family members about, which is okay because... Uh, confidentiality is of the utmost with Daughters of Grace. Yep. And um, if we need to or feel that the parent should be pulled in, then um, we will do that. Right. Right. Well, yeah. that is that so, is <clears throat> that's that's a clear uh, mandate of the Titus Titus two three through five principle that that has actually launched this is why we call it the Daughters of Grace. Let me ask the next question before we go to a break. And I, can I hold you over after the break? Yes. Okay. So the next question I want to ask is really about um, the subject matter this meeting. What is Mm. the subject matter this meeting? Mm. Mm. Well, you know, in February during the month of love and Mm -hmm. and the heart, because Mm -hmm. it was Valentine's, we we titled the topic Matters of the Heart. Right. And that session was received so well, Pastor, that it was it was just very clear that this session on the 21st is a part two of the Matters of the Heart. And um, the previous session, we talked about a number of very, very sensitive issues, but we didn't just talk about sensitive issues. We talked about tools and resources and prayers that um, we could share with the sisters to help them not only identify the issues that they're dealing with as it relates to the matters of the heart, the question that we posed was, what are the matters of your heart? What are the things that are interfering with your growth and development? What are the things that are burdens to you that have been a burden to you for Mm. a while, Mm. and you would like in this year of 2018 to to grow yeah. and to release that, to yeah. resolve that, to make a commitment to get beyond that and stand in your place and your spot that the Lord has for you, because the enemy is robbing a lot of us of uh, many of years of of uh, distraction yeah. and um, 
just feeling uh, overwhelmed mm-hmm. and not not feeling worthy, feeling mm-hmm. fearful, Pastor, mm-hmm. feeling anxious, mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. all kinds of things that the Lord would not have us to feel and not want us to feel. So and so whatever that matter of your heart is, let's talk about it. Let's identify it. And one of the one of the uh, uh, focuses on this Saturday's issue is not only to review some of what we spoke about in February, but we want to focus this session on the acronym ACTION. Now, here's, Deb, here's, so, here's what I want to do. I want to go through that. This is my third question. It's called what's, what is the topic and the process? So I want to take a break so that we can finish out just letting you work through the acronym ACTION relative to the matters of the heart. Because I, I don't know what, so I want to hear it as well. So we're going to take okay. a break. So just hold on. And when we come back, we'll we'll work this all the way through very carefully so people can know what we're getting into this Saturday. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. You're listening to Jesse Gistan with my good friend, Deborah Jacks as well. And we're talking about the Daughters of Grace ministry, which is wide open to all women and daughters uh, of any age down to six, seven years old, because we just love that whole spectrum. And we're trying to minister to them and you don't have to be part of grace to join us we'd love to have you this saturday from 10 o'clock until about noon 11 12 o'clock one o'clock even we we hang around we have food and we get to know each other so if you are interested in joining us at the daughters of grace this saturday get a hold of us at grace bible church in hayward i'll give the number again but it's 510-886-9782 510 or you can get us on the website you really do want to be there if you're not connected if you don't have a women's fellowship with you um, that you're a part of you really want to get there to experience this and just be blessed by this because we're trying to get at it in the year 2018 i've got to take a break when we come back we'll have more on the dog the daughter's of grace for this Saturday for our sisters. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline with Jesse Gistan. And we're back the time 647. Wonderful, wonderful opportunity that I have right now with my friend and one of uh, the members of Grace Bible Church in Hayward, Deborah Jacks, one of our um, leading sisters in the Daughters of Grace. And we're talking about what's coming up this Saturday. We want you out there. If you're not doing anything from 10 o'clock a.m. till about 1 o'clock where we have lunch about noon and then kind of talk and then uh, send you guys on your way with a full belly and a full heart. We're talking about this weekend's topic and subject matter. So Deb, just run us through the acronym and then the process of how that all is going to work out this Saturday. Okay. So the session will, again, be based on the acronym ACTION. Mm -hmm. And again, whatever the heart matter is, we want to encourage our sisters to make a commitment to ACTION. Yeah. And and the acronym ACTION um, is as follows. The A is to admit, mm-hmm. to acknowledge mm-hmm. that you have a heart matter or ha- heart matters that you would like to resolve that are burdensome, that are painful, that are distractions to you, and you want to do something about it. Yeah. The C is to commit to resolution, right. seeking resources and to ask the safe people in your life to assist you Mm. with that process. Mm. The T in action is to trust in the Lord Mm -hmm. as you go through your journey. Yeah. 
The I in the acronym is in Christ is your strength. That's right. And I can do all things. Right. That's right. The O is open your heart to obedience. Mm-hmm. And the N is never give up to go. persevere. And that's where I started thinking about that fight, fight, fight message that you delivered yesterday, because that's literally what you have to do to regain your peace. I agree. To regain your joy, to regain your contentment. Yep. Yep. I agree. And, I agree. And so uh, and having, uh, having a support system is very critical and important while you're dealing with heart matters. And so the morning is uh, going to include a review, as I mentioned earlier, of last month's presentation. Mm-hmm. But it will also include, uh, we will also be providing solutions and tools and assist our sisters in seeking the resources that they feel they need to resolve some of the issues that they may be dealing with. We will be breaking up into age-appropriate groups, which is why this is uh, an opportunity for all sisters in your listening audience to join us on on Saturday, godmothers, grandmothers, uh, mothers, aunts, nieces, daughters, and all of the females in the listening audience, because there's something here for for everyone. All of us have um, issues that we need to address. We don't all know how to go about addressing them. Some of us simply don't feel comfortable even talking about them. And so what we will be doing is breaking up into age-appropriate groups with facilitators. Sounds good. To encourage both discussion and relationship, Pastor. Right. It sounds good. I love the process. The last time I was there, most of the time I can make it, but sometimes I don't. But I really do like to just observe how the the ministry is developing. And the last time was just outstanding. Um, I think we broke up into like six or seven groups. And uh, and, right, and, and, right. and everything I heard was, um, you know, it was a great time to talk through what we had heard in the message, because we always have someone delivering the message you did this time. And I think we'll have uh, Deborah doing it next time or on this Saturday. Is that true? Right. 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 And, and she she also is a senior sister gifted to be able to communicate the reality and experiences of her life as a, as a mother and grandmother as well. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so and so be a blessing to the downline. But the breakout sections be sessions become um, an opportunity for people to actually become visible in those small circles, right? Yes, yes, yes. And what we learned from the breakout sessions um, was was a number of things, but we we started the breakout sessions with just going around the 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 group and 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 telling us your name and how long you have uh, attended Grace and if you are a visitor to share that with us as well. Right. And and what was really enlightening is that you you know when you are when you're, when you're in a large uh, church when you're a member of a large church you don't always have the opportunity to have one on one relationships Agreed. with with 
with other people, and particularly in this case with other women. And I learned in my group that there were some sisters in there that had been attending Grace for six, seven, eight, nine years and that I had never met. Right. And then, and then the other side of that that was absolutely wonderful, and, and some of the other facilitators shared the, the same um, experiences, is that there were some sisters there for the very, very first time. Right. And so we had wonderful dialogue. We went around, introduced ourselves, how long we were a member. And then the next question was, what were some of the takeaways for you from the presentation today? What fed you? What spoke to you? Uh, What moved you? And I was absolutely amazed at how transparent the sisters were. And one of the not-so-great things is that, our time was up too soon. It was time for us to come back together in the sanctuary and, and do a little bit of Q&A and, and have you speak to us and then, and then um, pray us on for the rest of the day. And what the sisters said is, wow, we could have easily talked for another 45 minutes or an hour because it was just really getting good. Absolutely. And, and some then some sisters were were getting ready to go deep, you know, into areas that it seemed like they really, really um, felt that they had the opportunity to finally share whatever this burden or this heart matter was with with a group of people who um, they felt that they could trust. And that was a really, really good feeling. And so we took the opportunity with them to exchange information so that we could follow up and then connect them to some resources that we thought would be of benefit. Right. And so for me, as I've shared with you guys before, this is what I call ministry. So ministry is always a dialogical and more comprehensive interaction between people versus the notion that you just come to church and hear a sermon and go on about your business. There is there is no way for a healthy, vital communion, communion, union of people in a common issue, common struggle, common place to work through um, the the truth in their life unless we are able to uh, engage. And so that that notion that we could have talked another 30 or 45 minutes um, is, is actually satisfying to my heart because that's what we want that experience to affect and produce when people come. So right. I'm... I'm thinking that there will be a little bit more time yielded to that as the Lord would be pleased to bless the message because, you know, it's always prompted by the message. It's always provoked. The message primes us to want to talk, open up our heart and share uh, and at least be ready to either impart or receive because that's all it's about imparting or receiving or a little of both, as you know, to him who waters, he also shall be watered. That's why you said you enjoyed it as well. So I'm hoping that we'll be able to manage enough time this time around where they can go a little bit deeper uh, on the topics, because that's what really creates relationships. And that's what we're seeking. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, I'm going to let you go because our time is winding down. I really do appreciate you holding on and talking with me at length on um, on a topic that is close to our heart and close to God's heart, too. So thank My you, pleasure, Deb. Pastor. We'll You're talk welcome. to you later. Blessings. So if you guys are wondering what that's about, that really is about us trying to take Titus chapter 2, verses 3 through 5, very seriously. Listen to these words. The apostle through to Titus says, that the aged are mature women, likewise, that they would be in behavior as becometh holiness. 
Not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. This is what we call a triad, ladies, in our women's theology class. By the way, if you want to learn something about uh, practical and economical Trinitarianism, join us on Wednesday nights. Powerful. Here's your triad again, that godly women would become such as who are not false accusers, who are not given to much wine, but are teachers of good things that they may teach the younger women. Here's another triad to be sober, to love their husbands and to love their children. So you have a triad for the mature women and you have a triad for the younger women. The triad for the mature is that they walk in a manner and behavior of consecration to God that avoids being a false accuser, not given to drunkenness, and are teachers of good things. That's the kind of godly woman you want to be. In order that you may teach the younger women to be sober as well and to love their husbands and to love their children. Such a powerful, powerful set of principles by which um, we can affect the downline. You see a pro-family model there, uh, but this is good for single mothers. This is good for uh, young women who are not married. If you are aspiring to marriage, you need to be up under the influence of older women who've been there, done that, make all the mistakes and have seen the grace of God bring them back and establish them in a way that they can teach in humility their sisters how to walk with God. That's really what it's all about in the Church of the Living God. So again, we want to encourage you to come out on Saturday, the DOG, 10 o'clock till about 1 o'clock, a great time. Call the office if you need to, one triple eight. sorry, one five one zero zero It's a great time. Great time. Love it. We always get to meet new sisters. And if you're looking for a women's theology class Wednesday night, two days from now at 7 p.m. off the hook, dancing with deity, you want to learn how to dance with God. Anyhow, it's time to go. I have enjoyed these two hours. I hope you have as well. The Lord willing, we will see you next time. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Media Group. All rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.